Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro, Pro wrestling. wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. US military military vets, vets talking pro wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets... Sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to the, the no, no Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Chair and Jay Tilly. Tilly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, wrestling fans, and sports entertainment fans, welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. I am Jay Tilly. Man, what's your favorite candy bar? Hershey's? Because that's where the WWE brought Monday Night Raw from. And the crowd was... Dead? <laughs> yeah, it must have been a little hot under the lights and they get a little soft. But uh, there were a couple of pops there and uh, I really... Really enjoyed the show for the threads, the work rate, and the entertainment, even including all of the attacks. Um, it, it didn't quite feel like a, and I'm, for those of you who don't have the executive 1999 per second, not a real thing, uh, simulcast. Um, I'm doing air quotes here, but, um, yeah, it just seemed like the, the traditional go home show where they solidify and strengthen multiple storylines the only thing they did was plant a little seed of doubt in the show um with the cody and brock lesnar um story and everything else they're they're gonna have to button it up on uh on smackdown so but yeah 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 i agree i i thought well i i agree with parts of it <laughs> i agree it wasn't a great grow home show uh and i was not nearly as high on this raw as you oh i I I don't know, man. I just it was something about it. It didn't click well. I liked I liked the Cody stuff. Uh, the attack. I mean, I had issues with it. I loved the not issues, but it, I made me, it made me chuckle. Where it was like uh, the commentators like, yeah, earlier today Cody arrived, and then they act shocked when he got attacked. I'm like, well, if it was earlier in the night, then you guys probably already knew. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. So I let that go. But the, then yeah, I, I just there was something off about the whole show. I just didn't. I didn't feel it. Like none of the so last Monday, I think it was, we talked about all the thought they put into the show with, you know, the stuff with Paul Heyman and the ongoing storyline with the judgment day and all that. I just felt like that wasn't there on this show. Uh I felt the only thread throughout the entire show was the was the Cody stuff. And even I mean, there were there was a couple of good things on it. 
but the Paul Heyman opening up in the ring and then snaking out when the uh, KO and Sammy come out. I was like, oh, okay, they're going to do more stuff. No, he, that was it. He wasn't there the rest of the time. We didn't hear anything else about it. I thought that was weird. Then with KO and Sammy in the ring, why did Imperium come out just to turn around and leave again? Like yeah. I thought, okay, they're going to do the match to open it, and then they didn't. I just felt the match was very cl- – the show was very clunky. And then even like some of the highlight parts of the show, because I really liked the Bronson Reed ricochet match. Oh, but even man, that, that was really – Man. But there were parts of that match where I'm like, they looked like I, – I don't know if Bronson got hurt during it or something, but Ricochet almost like was pulling his punches a little more than you normally see. And it looked a little – there was a part in the match that I'm like, something's off. Like they're – maybe it's because they haven't worked together before, so the chemistry was a little funky and – you know, he didn't know, like, how hard can I really slap this big dude without him really getting pissed at me? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. there was a couple of, like, the hits that he, like, like were almost slow motion as he's tapping him. And I'm like, come on, man. At least, like, try to lay it yeah. in. Give me something. Give me something. But o- overall, I mean, it was okay. It was an okay show. Uh, Cody being attacked was, was predictable, but it was good. Brock is, you know, a badass. So that stuff was great. But yeah, there was nothing on the show that I thought... There wasn't anything on the show that made me go, I really can't wait for uh, Night of Champions now. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, what what now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got the predictable sort of status quo contract signing, um, The a little bit of the, the Irish rap you got from Becky, I thought was almost creative. I didn't hate it. I really liked Trish and the the... Just the vile vibe that she kicked out. I I thought that was really strong, and she's absolutely every bit of a heel. Um, And I, you know, you just think back to, you know, when she backs up and she goes, "Do I look like a sidekick?" And you know, last night all black came out to the ring like she owned the place and uh, did not look like a sidekick and did not act like a sidekick. So this will be. A really good match. I don't, I'm, you know, spell assume, I know, makes an ass out of you and me, but I think Becky wins. Um, even though I think if Trish wins, the Saudi crowd would like that because they like the legends aspect of it. But I could see them putting Becky over and then Trish wanting revenge. So they have another um, match at SummerSlam or something. But yeah, I, I, I definitely didn't mind that. That. See, I I had an issue with her promo. So I liked the first promo she did, where she kind of went heel and talked about how, why she did it. But everything since then, um, and it, it's been eating. I mean, I finally really. She reminds me of a TED talk. Like she's up there, and I'm just like, I don't feel like this threatening heel. I just feel like, you know, I'm gonna tell you a story. And I feel like it's like a motivational TED talk. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, she's kind of dr- like even this one, she was like droning on a little bit, and I'm like. Yeah, I feel like I'm watching a, a TED talk about, you know, how to how to be an entrepreneur or something. I just yeah. couldn't get into the vibe. How to buy and sell Canadian real estate. Yeah. <laughs> What's that about? Yeah, we do, we, I don't understand. But and then they uh they hit on uh I did like Becky hitting on the um, you know, you barked like a dog from McMahon kind of oh, joke and all that. Oof. I was like, "Ooh, okay." Yeah. Okay. That was so, that was close to home. The, which is I, surprising because you know, you look at Trish and, and they're trying to portray her as this in-ring superstar who revol- – but, I mean, she really did some stupid same old Attitude Era stuff back then. So, it really wasn't as groundbreaking as they're trying to make it, you know, rewrite the history to. But whatever. I mean, she did – that being said, she was amazing. She did really good stuff. But, yeah, I love the reference back to that for sure. Yeah, the the work that her and Lita did to move the needle for women's wrestling, I mean, just – Freaking phenomenal. Um, you know, wrestlers like Rhea and Zelina, um, you know, even the work that Melina was doing um, that just, you know, really pushed the, you know. The- I think it pushed them out of that. That Yeah, it, it pushed them out of the brawn and panty matches. It pushed them out of that. So, yeah, 100% agree with that. But I, I thought that line of Becky's was like, oh, okay, Ooh, you're going to go there. hot. Yeah. And then uh, the Bronson Reed and Prince or uh, Ricochet match. I think I probably need to watch it again and see where what the disconnect was because there were two spots in there where it looked like both of them were either moving too fast or moving too slow, either whether it was physically or mentally. Um, and you know, it 
it there was a little bit of miscommunication, but all in all, you know, both of them phenomenal. Uh, kudos to Bronson Reed getting the victory. I thought that um, there might be, you know, something else to it just because Bronson Reed cut a promo a little bit earlier. But yeah, I th- that you know, good showing for Bronson. That tsunami. Nope. I wouldn't want to take it. Nope. Not going to do it. Where's I'll Braun, take a count out. <laughs> where's Braun Strowman been? Like he, ever since I got drafted a Raw, I haven't seen him on the show because you know they were the they were a pretty decent tag team. Yeah, I'm not sure if he was doing a movie or if he was hurt or something. Um, yeah, hopefully he's not hurt. And you know, even like Seth Rollins um, has the production for that movie got delayed. I think a month. So that's why he's only you know been available sparingly. So so what did you think about? the promo and like the biopic piece with Seth Rollins. <laughs> I feel like they're, if, if anything, they're shoving it down our throats that he's going to win this title, which makes me wonder that he's not like, yeah, I'm almost like, all right, are they, are they overdoing it? Because they did the same thing last Monday with these vignettes and things. And now they're, I, it's just a little too much. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I kind of fast forwarded through it, but you did, know, I just, did I started I watching something? and I'm like, Ugh. yeah, did I miss something? Did they do, did they do a piece last Friday on AJ Styles? I don't remember it. Now, they did a little short one on Raw, but I don't remember anything big like they did for Seth Rollins. Yeah, three-piece suit, you know, like the whole glasses off, you know, um, Corey Graves. I mean, he does really nice, you know, really nice work on his podcast after the bell and also the interviews and stuff that he does um, and, you know, the production works si- uh, ringside, but it... Yeah, I, it was it was almost so obvious or too obvious to the point where, well, wait a minute. If they move AJ, if they move AJ over to Monday night, is the OC going to come with them because they all got drafted together? Right. And now you're going to have the OC and Judgment Day doing this whole thing again. Or yeah, I, I was. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Rollins. I yeah, I think so too. But yeah, that, I, apparently yeah. AJ's in a little bit of trouble now from what he said with the New York Post. Oh, oh, yeah. So uh, he did an interview, I guess, on the New York Post and kind of maybe ran his mouth a little too much and talked about how this new title is just a secondary title. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. because secondary you know, how, title, how yeah. could you not look at it as a secondary title when Roman owns it? And then he kind of fixed it by going, well, somebody needs to teach Roman a lesson and kind of went back into character. But I, I think he might have gotten a little bit of trouble for that because that's the one thing they're trying not to make it look like is a... I also they're gonna they've decided to continue on the legacy of it, so it'll just show like I think it was Randy Orton that held it last, and it'll be Randy Orton, and then there'll be just this big gap, and then whoever wins it will continue on the legacy of that title. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's okay. But yeah, that almost helps. <laughs> yeah, but not completely. It's still, it's still very secondary. <laughs> yeah, and I almost, uh, you know, the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn bit. You know, they did their interview and talking about, and and even go back to Friday, like they're doing really good interview stuff, and I don't think they're going to lose it at uh, Night of Champions. However, I would love to see the chaos it would cause if they did. Oh, my God. I would love to see the meltdown of people. (laughs) I don't think they will, by the way. The interweb, the internet would break. Oh, man. It would break. Twitter would break, um, you know, every, you know, every streaming service, you know, Rumble. You know, if uh, if our fans want to come grab us on Rumble, hop on. Uh, we're getting ready to uh, go live. We need a few more followers. Uh, come check it out. That'll probably be broke if uh, yeah. if they. Uh, yeah, man. I there's so many you know so many different directions you can go. Roman and Solo win. That means he can come over to Monday night, and you know the combinations of of superstars that they're going to put together, random tag teams that they would put together. And it would give them an opportunity. Now, Seth is the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, the last person to beat Roman Reigns. He teams up with someone, Cody or whoever. They go against Solo and Roman. Now you have them in this inner inner bloodline feud working its way all the way back around to WrestleMania where Cody Rhodes finally finishes the story. And my thought is he's going to cash in at SummerSlam. But if Roman doesn't make his way over and win the tag team titles, then they're going to do redo Roman versus Cody part two. And Cody will get his WrestleMania moment and then he will win 
the undisputed universal heavyweight championship. The uh, the rumors are going out there that they've already got the WrestleMania Raw WrestleMania night uh, main event in the books and ready to go. And it's supposed to be Gunther and Cody. So it makes you go, maybe he is going to win it at SummerSlam or is he going to defeat Rollins down the road and they're just not going to finish the Roman story. But yeah, that's uh, the What Culture guys brought it up and they cited a source and I feel horrible, but I'm not a journalist, so forgive me. But- is it? Is it Boozer? Uh, I don't remember who they they cited somebody who said that has been pretty accurate on these. Yeah, that's Boozer. He yeah, has been like nine out of ten of the recent, and it's just like very, um, yeah. So he was pretty accurate on some injury returns too, and that uh, man, that'll that'll be something. I'll tell you, um, you know, the wording of that too made me go, okay, this could work in WrestleMania's favor if they if they stick to the brand split. You could literally have a SmackDown WrestleMania and a Raw WrestleMania. So you could have Cody and Gunther main eventing the Raw one and then, you know, Roman in Solo or Jimmy or whoever is going to be there main eventing the, the, you know, the SmackDown one. I'm like, that'll work. That, that, you could build enough stories to fill two cards with two different rosters that way. I think that'd be a cool way to do it. Yeah. You just can't be lazy with the booking. And that's why I liked this show. Because of like the little threads and the little indicators of, you know, are we going to see a possible turn? Are we going to see some involvement that we weren't expecting uh, last week with the Finn Balor, you know, being up in the rafters, you know, lack of better terms in the in the parking area and um, with J.D. McDonough, you know, walking out and stuff like, okay, we're planting some seeds. I like this. And but that's that what was I last week. Like, I didn't feel that this week. I didn't see J.D. McDonough at all. The Judgment Day was never really together. I, there was just I, it felt almost like a completely different show than last week's that I enjoyed so much. Yeah, they I, it may be it may be a case of they did two things: they shoved um, Seth down our throats, and then they just inundated us with Cody and Lesnar to up the ante of hard times for Cody. And yeah, the the yeah, I'll get to the the final scene. What I thought of uh the closing piece of Monday Night Raw just man I was just I just sat there like Ugh. so yeah it's trip yeah I'm curious like what other threads you saw cuz I just didn't maybe I just didn't catch them I just didn't catch a lot on this show I felt like uh they threw the Alpha Academy and and Viking Raiders in a match I didn't see much story behind that although I I'll never complain about seeing uh Maxine Dupree on Man, that outfit she was wearing, whew, I didn't know somebody's torso could be so long. <laughs> but uh, I was surprised they got the win, which is cool. So maybe they're going to push them for some tag team stuff because Alpha Academy versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn would probably be good, good story down the line. But the Bronson Reed um, and Ricochet match, again, I didn't. What, what story does that push? It's just two guys together. I do think there's something to the Shinsuke Nakamura uh, Judgment Day thing. Um he doesn't really have a faction, so I don't know that it'll ever become more than just a couple one-off matches. But, you know, Shinsuke and Finn Balor, of course they had a great match. Like, when when would they not have a good match? It made me go, hey, did these guys ever go against each other in New Japan? Because if so, I want to go find it now. Because I bet their New Japan work was pretty damn amazing. Yeah, and they were both so young, and Shinsuke had short hair. Yep. And Finn was even... Um, smaller than he is now and he wasn't as shredded then he was just thinner and yeah they they had uh they've they've tussled in the past so that was um that was pretty cool so but yeah i just i i didn't see some of the connecting threads that like i saw a lot of them last week i guess maybe because they were pretty obvious last week but i didn't maybe i didn't pay enough attention I, i didn't notice a lot of stuff backstage like they did last week which i really appreciated uh i did enjoy the apollo cruise interview slot and Rhea and Dom come up and this is my time. Um, no, I'm, I'm going to, so I, I thought that interaction was good. Now, did they schedule a match for next week? Because I kind of thought they were supposed to go that tonight or Monday night. Did I miss that match? Um, yeah, they, they had a pretty good match. Dom and Cruz. I, I missed that. To- I totally missed the Dom and Apollo Cruz match. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, the finishing move on that was Dominic flying I'm talking flying across three quarters of the ring and hitting a five star splash to get the victory. And um, yeah, it was that was probably the farthest I've ever seen Dom fly. I was like, dude, you should have jumped from the other corner. I don't, I don't know, dude. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so wow, I can't believe I missed. I even watched the show twice. 
I don't know. Was it was a short. It must have been a short match, and I must have little accidentally uh, flipped through it too quick. Yeah. <laughs> In between commercials, the um, the Alpha Academy Viking Raiders. I thought that um, Alpha Academy looked really good. Gable looked so strong, and we could hear the Otis chants. Yeah, Otis, Otis, and I think that's what's going to drive those two apart, and then that'll send Gable into a singles. Uh, piece and then Otis will do some kind of um, bad ba- or well maybe does he become the bad guy probably becomes the bad well I don't know yeah maybe he becomes the bad guy and changes his ways to be the you know the evil model kind of a thing but yeah I thought uh, I thought that was I thought Gable looked really strong in the match so what happened to the other models though like I was thinking about that too I'm like why is she with them like with Otis and Gable and where are the maximum male models? I haven't seen them on TV since the draft either. Yeah, last Mantor time they were on, Mace. they were they were just thrown in the um the battle royal. Yeah, so I so maybe there's something to that story too. Because uh, I did notice when they were leaving the ring, Maxine Dupree threw up the the shush and the thank you at the end. So I'm like, oh, maybe she's gonna go and and be their managers for a little bit. So maybe you're setting up a feud with the maximum male models in Alpha Academy as like your mid card tag title feud. Interesting. Yeah. Like, that could be it. Yeah, I wish Shinsuke. I wish Shinsuke had a faction um, that I think would be pretty entertaining. I'm trying to think of who you would pair him with because it's been done a couple of times, and every time someone they start building a little bit of steam, they get injured. Like him and Boogs, and um, he was with someone else before. And the Miz wanted to, you know, click up or whatever he said. But yeah, that was a really good match. The uh, and in between there, they tried to do an update with Cody. Cody's freaking out, going through the whole thing. They're kicking him out. And I thought it was funny when he went to slam the door. <laughs> it didn't slam. It just <laughs> just closed softly. I was like, dang. So, um, but, you know, that the connecting between the entrance in the ring, backstage, you're back in the ring, and then how the show closes, it was all revolving around a story. And Agreed. you're like, okay. I can drink this Kool-Aid, but like you said, though, it's like, why Why are we only looking at, okay, great, Raquel Rodriguez now has a tag team partner for the Women's Tag Team ch- Championship. We didn't really get any update on, um, on Liv other than they relinquished the titles. Okay, you could make that part of a story. You know, that might be something. And this would have been a really good opportunity to build some heat for Shayna Baszler and... Um, Ronda Rousey missed opportunity. weren't even there. Yeah, missed opportunity big time. So um, you know they uh, when she came out last week, it was just like it was like people were like, "Who's that? What's going on there?" Uh, that happens to be the baddest woman on the planet. You guys uh, missed that, and you know she's fallen down the card so far. That yeah, I mean I don't want to be say the hottest thing there was too. Seriously, man. yeah, she was the show. And, you know, worked with Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. And now she's, yeah, that's a shame. It's a shame. And she did it to herself, mouthing off to the fans and kind of, you know, crapping all over what wrestling was and all this stuff. But, hey, they brought her back and paid her the big money. So, they, they obviously didn't mind that much. Yeah, they're stuck with her now. So, um, got, a, got a couple more updates backstage with uh, Cody. And I was, oh, I was just so... I was just really into it um, with the Cody thing and maybe because I'm a Cody mark. And it wasn't until the very end when I was like, wait a minute, am I looking at this completely wrong? And, you know, the matches, you know, the few matches that we had were were pretty good. That Dominic Cruz and, um, I'm sorry, Dominic, <laughs> Dominic Cruz, Dominic Mysterio and uh, Cruz match, Apollo Cruz, that that match showed the strength of Apollo <coughs> and the resilience and like the up and coming of Dominic. And I was like, oh man, don't bury Apollo. Like you just brought him up. You had him cut a, you know, had him cut a promo. And yeah, but from here on out, the crowd was like, it was like the hall monitor was there and it was so quiet. And it wasn't oh, until. It was weird. Yeah. And it wasn't until you heard the the music hit for Zayn and um, KO KO 
And um, then you've, okay, everybody kind of woke up like, all right, all right, I'm good. But the show's almost over at this point. So it was just like, whew. But uh, I, will, I will say there yeah. was one part that maybe hyped me up a little bit more than I thought it was going to be, uh, which is had nothing, I don't know. It was just when uh, Positive Ali was giving his little promo and talk about, you know, everybody wants me to come out and they think I'm a joke and this and that. And then Brock Lesnar walks by and like bumps the camera, which I thought was a cool little touch where he just kind of walks by it. And then looks at me and goes, grow up, kid, or something to that effect. Get a life, kid. Yeah, get a life, kid. I'm like, are they going to put the title on Ali? Like, is that going to be the thing where he's going to get just so mad and beat Gunther? I was like, because then you free up Gunther to be a title contender for... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, down the road for uh, Seth Rollins. And I, I don't know. I, it just it put that little doubt in my head. Like, would they really do that? Like, yeah. The, like so in, that'll be interesting. Yeah, in the back of my mind, I was like, okay. Ali is somehow going to get involved with this Brock Lesnar thing, but then that would defeat the whole purpose of Cody going through his hard times, and they don't want to stereotype, they don't want to stereotype Ali, especially in Saudi, by having Ali attack uh, Brock Lesnar, so I, I put that bet, I put that to bed, and then when Ali just kind of walked away like, mm, now I'm wondering, is he going to come out instead of positive Ali, he's going to come out pissed off Ali. And they, I mean, this instantly pushes it up the card of becoming or having a real chance of being a phenomenal match, or it turns into Does a four-minute squash. And oh, I hope that's, I hope the latter is not the case. Yeah, that was the, uh, when, when that, when that went down, it, it did make me go, huh, I'm going to have to pay attention to that match now, because now I'm kind of curious. But yeah, then we got the, uh, the, the main event, like you were talking about, uh, decent match, um, I'm not a fan of the fact that Imperium has lost everything every time they've been on Raw so far. Even with Gunther, like I thought for sure, to be honest with you, I thought Riddle would take the pin, like Gunther would pin Riddle. Um, but man, Gunther and Riddle in the ring together, I want to see those two going at it. I assume Ali will not win the title and uh, Riddle will probably be the next challenger. And I could see Riddle winning that down the road for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I think that would be fantastic. And, you know, does that then lend itself to in the event that Randy returns, you know, that could be something that connects them. Where were you the whole time I was laying at home? You never checked in on me. You talked about me, but you just used my legacy or, you know, something they they use something from uh, back in the day. But yeah, that'll be that's that I, that'll be a great program. Um, whoever beats Gunther is going to be a made man. Oh, so I absolutely. think they really have to think long and hard about, <laughs> you know, hey, that's what she said. They get like, they've got to make sure that this decision is the right one. And it's not just Brock pinning the Undertaker, which, you know, didn't do anything for him. But then had it been Roman, would it have been wasted or, who, you know, who else it could it have been? But, you know, hopefully it's not just a, you know, a wasted, uh, you know, wasted loss. And, um, and then, you know, what do you do with Imperium while Gunther is, you know, chasing after the world title, then you've got to figure out what are we going to do with the tag team championship. So I think that would make a really cool story. Um, and the things that Riddle could do with that intercontinental title, it would make him and he's back, he's healthy, he's not in trouble. And I think that would be, I think that would set up 
some really cool programs for uh, for the summer into um, heading into WrestleMania. So yeah, cool. I agree. I think him carrying that title wouldn't be a bad thing. And like you said, it, it frees up Gunther to to start the chase. And yeah, I think that'd be good. Now maybe you don't take it off Gunther just now. Maybe maybe uh, Ro- Royal Rumble time frame. You have you know him lose that title because then it frees him up, or does he lose it before Rumble and he takes the win in the Rumble uh, and oh. uses that to Ooh. go after whoever the champion is? So there, there's some options out there. You've got two two ways a, to build some people. Yeah, that'd be a really good idea because he didn't win the Rumble this year. He came in second and went in like first, right or second? Yep, he was the f- yep. yeah first or second, and him and Cody were the last two. Um, man, yeah, that would be really good. Yeah, because now you've set up you, – you, the Rumble actually started that story, which is cool. You know, like they entered together and they ended up being, I think, final two or close to it. So they could definitely do something with that. There and, you go. And use that as a as a story to go forward for sure. Nice. They, then we get the part you really want to talk about. Man. You're excited about. Okay. So there we are. We're in the locker room. Just a couple dudes. No big deal. And Triple H is like, hey, man, think about – the year that you were on on the rack, you were injured, and um, you know you don't want to go through that again. And Brock is not someone that you want to mess with. Now, keep in mind that the injury that Cody had was a no kidding real injury. He goes off TV, he does some vignettes, he stays in the storyline. He comes back, he triumphs over evil, um, wins the Royal Rumble, and now here he is, main events, WrestleMania, now he Lost. starts his hard times, Oh, even though technically he already did his hard times, but whatever. So now <laughs> you, if you go, all right, Cody, you're hurt, Brock Lesnar hurt you, um, we'll see you in a year or six months or whatever. Terrible idea. Because he's already gone down that road. You don't want to bring him back. Then you saddle him up with Seth. Beat Seth, but he couldn't beat Roman. Now it makes it even more of a secondary title. I'm like, oh, God, don't do it, man. Don't do it. Then I'm thinking back. Thinking, thinking, thinking. What? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Coffee in the big time. Now, what connects Triple H and Cody? You think back to time to play the game. The King of Kings. What's about to happen? Double or nothing. Mm-hmm. What happened? Smashing the throne. Smashes the throne. The throne was Triple H's thing, and that was like multiple WrestleMania um, entrances, and you know he's the King of Kings, and I'm going to smash the throne. This is a direct connection. I'm really surprised that they haven't had a storyline that involved a sledgehammer, because A... That's what Cody used because that was Triple H's thing. Yeah, the golden sledgehammer. (laughs) Yeah. I remember that. Yep. Now, here we are. Double or nothing is right around the corner. Um, It's the day or the day after Night of Champions. One's in Saudi. One's in Las Vegas. Now, they're sitting there. Cody's like, oh, I had to come back. I couldn't be a shell of myself. Triple H is like, hey, listen, we're not, you know, we're not questioning you. You're a tough man. You're the greatest. You wrestle with your titty falling off. Yeah. And then he says, I'm going, I'm going to fight and blah, blah, blah. The look on Triple H was a cross between, all right, man, uh, I tried to save you from yourself, but at the same time, I still feel a certain way because you smashed my throne. Although I said it was business, it's not personal, you smashed my throne. And then Cody looks up as Triple H pats him on the knee. Pats him on the back and gives him this look like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> what? What? Uh, I just do not want two different, two different ways to look at this. I don't want Triple H getting involved to either help or hurt Cody. A, I don't think Triple H can because of his ticker. Um, and if he goes in and helps Cody beat um, Brock, then does Cody really ever finish his story? Oh, you beat. You only beat um, Brock because of Triple H. Boom. Then you discredit tr- uh, Brock if Triple H helps right. Brock beat Cody. So I was like, okay, maybe maybe I'm just like reading into it. But there is something there that just really intrigues me that Cody's going to go in there with one arm. He's going to have the old Cowboy Bob Orton cast on. 
Um, and there was a story that he had done while he was on the Indies with the injury too. So this is yeah. sort of like a, a, a rehashing of an injury or whatever. But yeah, there's something there's something to that segment that I I just man I got to see it. I think Cody gets the win. Uh, he may cheat and use that um, use that cast, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know if he's going to move on or if he's going to have another match with Brock at SummerSlam. But then that takes him away from Money in the Bank because he should win Money in the Bank, carry it, cash it in, whether it's at SummerSlam or next year or whatever. Yeah. Um, or he doesn't win Money in the Bank and it goes to L.A. Night. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, I was just like, <laughs> I just sat there. I rewound it and the look on Cody's face, I should have tweeted that picture. Just him looking up like. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> and I was like, no, yeah, don't I, do I, it. <sighs> I felt a way about it, too. I enjoyed that, their interaction. Um, and I read to it differently. I read to it more of a respect thing. Like when he said to him, like, what would you do? I, th- I, I read it more like Triple H going, you know, you're right. I would have fought. And I did fight that way. And he just kind of sat down and went, all right, it's up to you then. So I kind of, what, what I think will probably happen is it'll be an unsanctioned match at Saudi so that, you know, the... They'll use that to add the uh, the fight thing to it and not make it a straight up wrestling okay. match. So it'll be like a, maybe a no DQ or so technically he'll be helping Cody by making it an unsanctioned, you know, false count anywhere, do what you want to do, brutalize each other. But uh, because I just don't see, they keep just talking about the fight word a lot. I want to fight him. I want to fight him. Not we're going to be in a wrestling match, not this and that. It's I want to fight. So I kind of have expected that to be announced as like a street fight or something. So I was getting more of that they're going to lead that into you know, Triple H saying, I, hey, I can't sanction this. Like, I, I, you're not cleared. And then it'll be a non-sanction, you know. Mm. Okay, so he goes to the medical facility in Hershey, Pennsylvania. He goes to the chocolate factory. They, at the medical facility, they show. What if their cast all smell like chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Do you like the caramel or the peanut butter? Like that, have you both. ever been there? Have you ever been to Hershey, Pennsylvania? Yeah. Uh, it smells like chocolate it smells everywhere. smells just it's like, like a chocolate thing, factory. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. when we were when we were kids, we went. Um, okay, so you get so you get uh, a report on Friday. You get a report from Adam Pierce, Triple H. Uh, maybe Brock is backstage. He's terrorizing, and he bumps into Triple H and Adam Pierce on Friday and says, "Hey, did you find me a suitable replacement? Because Cody's not. He's not going to be there." I hit him with a keg, I stomped him, and then I broke his arm in, right here in this very ring, and uh, I need I need another match. He comes out, you're right, uh, you know, we've been in touch with uh, Cody Rhodes' legal team, and we've written up a document that Cody has already signed for a unsanctioned, you know, they're not going to call it a Saudi street fight or whatever, but they'll call it some sort of unsanctioned... A Saudi stoning. Yeah. Oh, wait. Too soon? (laughs) Too soon. Um, and Too current. (laughs) Yeah. Real. Real. So, yeah. So, they'll come up with some sort of quirky twist to where it's a unsanctioned match where, you know, the worst thing would be is if they put it in an octagon. That that would be the worst. I don't don't even necessarily want it in a cage. But, you know, you don't want a – yeah, and then who do you have as the referee – I guess you could just have a regular referee. Well, no, because it's not sanctioned. Well, I mean, you'd still have a referee for a non-sanctioned match. Like, the Adam Cole, Chris Jericho have a referee for it, and it's an unsanctioned yeah, going to AEW. True. Yeah. So, it's some kind of san- unsanctioned match. That's how they get around it. Cody gets the win because he uses the cast. Yeah, uh, I can see that. And now, hard times. He's beaten Brock Lesnar twice. He's not on T. Well, yeah, and then he shows up on Monday night Raw. Do you have him go right after uh, Rollins? Because hmm. he's beating Rollins every time they face each other. So does he go after Rollins thinking I'm going to beat you, and then Rollins beats him? Or hmm. I just don't know where the story is going to go. I have a feeling Brock goes over at Night of Champions. Uh, maybe exploits that wrist a little bit, and then we get a rubber match between the two of them down the road. Uh, like Hell in the Cell or something, and at SummerSlam or whatever it is. Hmm. I just think if they're trying to if they're trying to build Cody, for, man, I don't know. I don't know where they're going to do with it. To be honest with you, because if he beats Brock, Brock's not one. So does he beat Brock so bad that Brock's off TV for a while and he just disappears and goes away again? 
or does he get another one where he, like you said, hits him with a cast, you know, pins him, gets a quick one, two, three, and then Brock just gives up on it. Like there's just something, and I don't think there's nothing to the fact that Brock looked at that title when he walked by uh, on when they announced it. So, you know, maybe we do see Cody get beat badly and he's off TV for a few weeks and you've got Brock chasing after Seth Rollins. Maybe Brock wins the title from Seth Rollins and that's when Cody comes back in. Or, you know, although I don't want to, I'm with you though. I think if you pull Cody off TV again, you're, you're really cooling him down again. And I don't know that that's a good, I I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do this. Yeah. Connecting, connecting night of champions to money in the bank to SummerSlam. How do you book that to where he gets time at the medical facility to heal up, but he's still relevant and he's still in a match. I got it. Or I got an idea. What if, so what if uh, Money in the Bank, Brock wins it. So Brock wins Money in the Bank and then he pulls a swerve kind of like Seth Rollins did to him. So that night, whoever Seth Rollins is fighting for Money in the Bank or at the Money in the Bank title, he waits to the end of the match, cashes in, and that's how he gets the title from Rollins. And then now you're build Brock and Cody to SummerSlam for Cody to get the title back from him. That would that would be a way to do it, like a and that would be a callback to something that Seth Rollins did to Brock, where oh he cashed goodness, it in, yeah, cashed it in that night when they were having their feud at Money in the Bank. It was him and uh, Roman. Him and Roman were doing that match, and he cashed it in at the very end and and pinned him to win the title. So that'd be a way to do it. Now you're connecting, although that might be AEW thinking, <laughs> but now you're connecting a few storylines. You've got uh, Cody. Maybe you don't even have him off TV. You just have him injured, and he's on TV talking about what he's going to do. And or he comes out, and he maybe he's only off a couple weeks. Uh, and he comes out and says he, or maybe he's in Money in the Bank, and he doesn't win Money in the Bank. Uh, who knows? There's there's things to do, but yeah, that's a good point because you figure you're not going to have another. You're not going to have a pay per view in June, so that's four weeks, and then you have the bash Fourth of July, and I think Money in the Bank is that the second week in July. Um, and then SummerSlam's like the end of July, isn't it? Uh, beginning first, of August, first so week in August. Close. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. So it's July first. So you get uh, so Cody gets this whole month to lick his wounds. Hmm. Very interesting. This could be fun. Now I think the downside is giving Brock uh, the money in the bank sucks because yeah, you want that to I think there's make other, people yeah. So the other thing you can do. Is they hurt Cody? He he, or maybe Cody does win. He he wins this match at Night of Champions, but he's not in any position to continue fighting for three four weeks or whatever. He's cutting promos or whatever, and in that time, Brock goes after Seth Rollins. Maybe at Money in the Bank, it's Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar, straight up title match. Cody comes into the you know, and that's and then Cody wins Money in the Bank and challenges Brock at SummerSlam. I just think the way they're building it. I think that's going to be the big Cody finishing his story is beating Brock Lesnar for the title. Uh, instead of like, you know, I prognosticated before about how it should be. Uh, I thought you could have uh, Cody win and then Brock chasing him. I think maybe flipping it around would be an okay way to do it. But on the same token, are you really going to take that away from Seth Rollins right away? You're going to give it to him to turn around and take it? Well, the talk was that he's interested in doing more movies. I was just going to say, but I've heard he's been so, signed yeah. up for a couple movies. Mm. So maybe, <laughs> maybe the fact that he's going part-time, you're going to give it to Brock, who is also part-time just to get it back to Cody, who is not part-time. He's full-time. He's not doing anything that's, wow, you know, so Dude. it'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Fun stuff, man. Um, and so that, that's the part of the role I liked was the Cody. Yeah. Cause that's the part we can spend time talking about. Everything else was just like, yeah, it happened. It was a match. Yeah, and you know when we get into talking to some of the AEW stuff, I think that's why I get so passionate is because there's so much throughout yeah. the show, and I miss that in Raw, and we had that last Raw. So this Raw, we didn't have it. I only gave it two and a half beards. I didn't think it was nearly as good as last week, and it was not as terrible as some of the other ones. Yeah, yeah, I, I uh, really, really enjoyed it. The I was on the edge of my seat. I want to go back and watch it again because just the way you talked about it. I'm like, I wonder if I missed something in a couple of those segments. Now, think back to when you had Roman Reigns winning at WrestleMania. Triple H was there celebrating with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. Mr. Heyman, as Cody calls him. And Paul Heyman made a point to say at the beginning of the show, I had nothing to do with that. Yep. 
I thought about I that too. Like, hmm. So instantly I was like, okay, you're connecting me back to WrestleMania, which, you know, WrestleMania wasn't even that long ago, but it feels like it was years ago because the speed of wrestling and sports entertainment and social media life. and, you know, life. Yeah. <laughs> now you have, man, it's just, golly, Bob Howdy. So, oh, there's so many twists and turns you can do. And then you like intertwine them with the tag team title match with Roman and Solo. If Roman and Solo win, now they can go back and forth on each show. Now, I don't think they should be allowed to show up just willy-nilly. I think it should be only in defense of the tag team championship. I don't get paid to think, therefore, it would give them the opportunity. But with Roman being part-time already, what, I mean, are you going to have him waste an appearance on TV? And I say waste, not disrespectfully, but are you going to waste an appearance on TV in a tag team match that McMahon, he doesn't even like tag team. So that's, you know, that that's the other part. Like, well, this would be a cool story. Now, okay, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens win because of something weird, outside interference. Or it's just a straight up haluva kick, uh, pop up power bomb, stunner, one two three in the middle of the ring. Who takes the pin? Oh, Solo. Really? Oh yeah, Solo's absolutely going to take the pin. Solo takes the pin. See, now we're diving into another podcast where we're going to prognosticate. But yeah, so Solo will take the pin because I think that leads more into the bloodline story. And now Roman can blame him for the loss. I still haven't lost. It's it's you and your brothers. You guys are the weak Ooh. link. You know, you guys are the ones that can't do it. Hey, look who I brought in instead. And maybe he brings in, you know, some some of the rumor people that are out there that want to join the bloodline. Who knows? Oh, man. Maybe Tama Tama shows up. Now you've got Afa and Seek at the top of the um, <laughs> top of the of the Well, I don't think they would travel to uh, Saudi. No. Or I did maybe also they're like- on Monday Night Raw or Friday Night Smackdown or something. And uh, but I love <laughs> I love when Kevin Owen, the true pillars. I thought it was a little odd that he used the word pillars of the bloodline. Um, yeah, the Usos. The Usos. So dedicate, yeah, I, I like, thought that was good dude. stuff. That's what I was just going to say. Man. I like that. So do you think we see some sort of interaction between Friday and Night of Champions between Jay, uh, Jimmy and Sammy? Or does Jimmy, I mean, uh, Jay and Sammy or, yeah, so they, yeah. So I'm not sure. Sammy and Kevin end up. On Friday night, talking about we're going to do this to your tribal chief, and we're going to do this to the um, uh, street champ. And you don't know fighting like I know fighting. They leave the ring. There's Jimmy and Jay. There's some kind of energy exchanged, and then uh, show ends. And now here we are for a Saudi show, which is I think at like freaking- one p.m. Yeah, early in the morning. So the pre-show will start at noon, and uh, woo, man. Yeah, one p.m. So yeah. So how many beers did you give it? I gave it three beards. Uh, I almost gave it three and a half because I just I really enjoyed. I'd have thought about you a different way. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to let him down. But the uh, just kidding. I gave it three beards. I thought it was really entertaining. It it really like got my WWE brain flowing, and although. All the other storylines were ignored. There was no talk of the SmackDown Women's Champion, who's on Raw, and her tag and her title defense against Natalia, other than a throwaway line in an interrupted interview. And so that was kind of like a, oh, okay, well, I guess we don't care about the Women's Championship, but whatever. Even though it's Night of Champions, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what comes of that match i think it has a lot of potential gotta let it breathe so we'll see yeah i agree all right well we appreciate everybody you know what time it is it's time for me to plug our stuff <laughs> follow us at no shave man cave i'm not even gonna go through it all y'all know where it is at no shave man cave wherever you get podcast hit us on the socials no shave man cave we're available on all of them including rumble we're trying to build a rumble following please please click on over there hit us up with a subscribe uh it's a growing platform. Uh, we are not sponsored by them, so I'm not trying to talk it up just because. But it is a growing platform, and um, they got some pretty good stuff over there. And a lot of they're really good for content creators who have just recently broke in. So it's it's kind of nice to see some of the younger content. Not that we're young. Some of the newer <laughs> content 
creators over in that that space. So uh, if you don't mind, jump over there. Uh, please like, subscribe wherever you listen to it. Uh, subscribing is easy. It doesn't cost anything. You just hit that button. It's free and uh, you know, it helps us out, helps us get the algorithm going our way. We appreciate everything. It's time. It's that time for the hot tag. Bump and feed. Bump and feed. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for all the love. Can't tell you enough. Like, share, subscribe. Come check us out at the No Shave Man Cave. And uh, if you want us to talk about something or you have a, you feel a certain way about a, your Rushmore, your whatever, uh, hit us up on the old Twitter machine at uh, No Shave Man Cave. Definitely, definitely swing on by the YouTube channel for the No Shave Man Cave. It's growing every day. We have about 150 videos and shorts with uh, varied topics, all wrestling, a couple of bourbon and some cigar reviews by JT himself. So uh, sit back, relax, enjoy the ride. And until next time, my friends, my fam, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Men Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on the No Shave Man Cave. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.